1: Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.
0: The world's biggest problem is that people don't believe in themselves enough. Evan Carmichael. world's biggest problem is that people don't believe in themselves enough, Evan Carmichael. My name is Jay Phantom and this is episode 30, that's right, episode 30 of the Storybox podcast with the one and the only Evan Carmichael. Let's get into this. All right, guys, if you are a new listener or a returning listener, thank you so much for joining. This week, guys, I have a very special guest for you. It is Evan Carmichael. Now, if you don't know who Evan Carmichael is, Evan believes in entrepreneurs, to put it simply. At 19, he built then sold a biotech software company. At the age of 22, he was a venture capitalist, raising $500,000 to then turning it into $15 million, which is a lot of money for any stretch of the imagination. He now runs a YouTube channel for entrepreneurs with over two million plus subscribers and has reached over three hundred million plus views. He's written four best-selling books, speaks globally. He wants to solve the world's biggest problem, which is unbelief. If you heard that in the very beginning, Forbes has called him one of the world's top forty social marketing talents, and Inc has called him one of the 100 great leadership speakers and 25 social media keynote speakers you need to know. He set two world records, uses a trampoline and a stand-up desk, something that I wish I had at the moment, and it's on my list to get done. Yes, Evan, you heard me correctly. It's on my list, and it will get done at some point. I know it will. He owns Canada's largest salsa dance studio and has a giant Dorito bag in front of him all day long to remind him that he's stronger than the Doritos. You can see that in the video provided for you on YouTube and Instagram as well and also Facebook. It'll go live. Toronto is his home. He's a husband, father. He's a fan of many teams. Now, this man has spoken with Wim Hof. He's spoken with Gary V, Grant Cardone, Brendan Bouchard, Tom Bailu, Ed Milet, uh, Tony Robbins, some of the biggest and top minds in the business f- sphere as well. And we get gonna diving into, I guess, the power of unbelief and what that does to a person's mindset and their attitude as well. Why it's important for you to actually believe in yourself, the impact that has in your life as well. So turning a negative into a positive, it's the power of positive thinking. His definition of success. So why he believes that his life at the moment is successful or is it, you have to listen, uh, to find out, we also get diving into how you can improve on your life. Now he also helps me improve on the story box and getting it to, or working towards getting it to a specific place in. And you'll hear more about that as we go into this interview. So stick around, everyone. I know you're going to get a lot out of this one. We get to unpacking Evan's story a lot. So without me continuing on, let's dive into the story box and hear Evan Carmichael's story. Appreciate the love, Jay. You did your homework and, uh, and thank you for showing up early.
1: What, what time is it there for you? It is 6.38 at the moment. 6.38 a.m. to make this happen. Well, I don't think I would have that much energy at 6.38, so, so my hand is my, off to I, you. I, uh, my eyes are still adjusting, so that's why
0: I wasn't actually <laughs> going all the way with the, the actual reading. But I'm really excited to speak with you today, Evan, because you're someone that I've followed for quite some time now. And I just had to reach out and see if it would be possible to to organize this interview. But before we get stuck into, I guess, your backstory and why you do what you do, mm-hmm. I have one question that I love asking
1: people. And that is, what is your definition of success? Being able to live my version of my life. You know, like being able to be here and talk to you and not have to do anything else in this time. Like I'm here talking to Jay, we're making this happen. Um, You know, mad respect to you. For me, if I knew I had an interview at 630 in the morning, I don't think I would sleep. Like, I don't know how you slept last night. That would drive me bonkers. I usually don't schedule anything until at least 1030. Just because I, I worry about an impact in my sleep because I would get nervous about being ready and potentially oh, yeah. disappointing them and all that stuff yeah. drives me nuts. But I think, I think that's why a lot of people want to become entrepreneurs is because you get to live your version of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I would add on to that is just figuring out how you can serve, uh, figuring out how you can, you live your life, but then also help others in the process. Cause we all want to be able to serve others, help others. That's the more lasting ongoing, deeper fulfillment and happiness.
0: Mm. Where did this idea of success come from for you, man? Like, was it a gradual thing over time that you sort of started realizing, well, I need to start living my life now? Or was there like some sort of catalyst moment for you?
1: So I actually don't really think about definitions that much. Mm. Um, I have an answer because I, I get asked, definition kind of questions a lot when i'm doing shows people want to know what what's your definition of balance or what's your definition of oh okay i have to think about that so i don't it's not how i it's not like this is what success means to me and i'm going to go chase it down it's more a feeling for me in that i want to i think like everybody i want to be happy every day Mm. and there's a happiness can be a mix of of deep purposeful work that's your sustained ongoing happiness so for me that's helping spread belief. that's helping my big mission for what I want to accomplish. And then happiness can also be the, the shorter moments. Like I went for a walk with my wife just before this mm. and it's uh, dude, I'm still wearing a winter jacket in may. It's our, it's almost summer. Well, it's like it, our coldest may of all time. I don't want to know like how do I want to know what it's like in Australia right now? It's actually quite cold, but my mom's What's cold? Oh uh,
0: well, eight degrees. Oh, that's oh, okay. Okay. So it's about the yeah. same. Wow, that's shocking! You're 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 okay, but I'm I'm always in shorts and a t-shirt, and I'm always out going for a run in this kind of weather anyway. So I don't really mind because I'm warming myself
1: up. But after that, I'm rugged up. (laughs) So I love it. So so back to your question to answer it, I think the more you surround yourself with people who challenge your thinking, who make you just open up your perspective. I'm sure for you, having all the guests you've had on your show, Mm -hmm. unboxing their story. but then also videos you might watch or books you might read or you know, you're know you around all the people that you named, Tony and Ed and Gary and Tom and mm-hmm. people that I've you know, over the years had a good fortune to connect with and collaborate with. They have different perspectives. Not all of them will fit you, but your job isn't to be the next Evan Carmichael or Ed Myled or Tony Robbins. Your job is to be the best you, but mm-hmm. to get that, you can try on, I like to, I, I imagine it's trying on their hat Mm. So Jay tells me something that I haven't thought about before. I'm going to, I'm going to try on that hat. Jay told me that I'm going to wear his hat. It's not going to quite fit right. You know, it'll be, it's going to be a little bit, like he's going out in his shorts and eight degree weathers and doing running. Okay. Maybe that doesn't quite fit right. Right. Like I'll, yeah. I'll try that. And then either you just throw it away and, and it doesn't serve you or it works, but you have to adjust it. Like I'm going to, I'm going to do the run, but I'm going to wear pants. Mm right? Mm -hmm. So you just, you have to make these shifts. But the the more you're around people who are, who have different perspectives, have had success and doing it slightly different ways, it forces you to evaluate how you're doing it because chances are the people who are in your immediate environment are not going to be the best role models for the life that you want to live.
0: Mm, That's good, man. Has there been, or which person, I guess, out of that list of well-known names has sort of, encouraged or inspired you to, to make a shift
1: in your own life? A big shift. I mean, I think the biggest is my parents. They're behind me on the wall here. So I've got five canvases in my wall and my parents, uh, didn't really help me be an entrepreneur, but, but they would always tell me I'm Evan Castrilli Carmichael. I could do anything I believe that I can. And so I'm eight or nine years old in this picture and I walk in and it's the first thing I see every day. Um, Apart from that, I've learned something from everybody. There's no like one person that I want to be like. Mm. I have Steve Jobs and A.B. Janini and Howard Schultz and Kanye on my wall, um, but also all the people that I've made videos on. If I haven't learned something from it, I don't post a video. Mm. And so I'll, I, have a, I love, for example, like Steve Jobs. I want to be a visionary like Steve Jobs. Mm. But I want to be a father like my father. Yeah. Right? I don't want to be a father like Steve Jobs because – doesn't sound like he was a great one. Hmm. And I don't want to be a visionary like my father because he's not one. Right. And so it's like, great to build Evan Carmichael. I'm going to take all these different pieces. And that's how I get really strong. That's good, man. What was the biggest lesson that your father or your mother taught you growing up? that you still remember to this day? It's still just believe in myself, man. Um, I remember when, uh, so I have two sisters, one older, one younger. They always did really well in school, got straight A's. And I was the B and C student. I wasn't failing. I wasn't terrible, but I was kind of B and C. And I remember every time we got a report card twice a year, we'd have to have the talk I'd mm-hmm. have to go up to my parents' bedroom. We'd sit on the bed and we'd look at my report card. And it's like, I'd always dread it. Yeah. Um, and what I always appreciated from it is, uh, you know, they had expectations that I was, I should be getting better grades, but they would always, um, leave me feeling like I could do it, right? You're Evan castrilli could you can do anything you believe that you can, as opposed to you better do this or you're punished or you're, we're taking away dessert or whatever. It was always leaving on, a, on, on hope. And um, I remember I still, you know, I, I still don't feel necessarily great in the moment. I still tried to avoid those conversations. I remember if I got under um, a certain score on a test, I had to have it signed by my parents. Oh, <laughs> so, so what I did though, this is the entrepreneur in me at a young age, right? I asked my mom, I don't know why this, I sparked this, but I asked my mom to sign my eraser. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> and she then, and up. then I, I don't know why she did it. Or like, maybe I was crazy. Like the, the white eraser and she signed it. And then I, I use it as a stamp. Yeah. But the problem is when you stamp it, it stamps backwards. <laughs> So if you keep writing over the ink, 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 it, the ink is wet and then you can use that as a stamp. Yep. Right? Yep. So then I had to sign her name. I signed the eraser, right? She signed my eraser and I, I wrote over and I stamped it onto another eraser. <laughs> <laughs> so now I had an actual stamp and then I wrote over that uh-huh. and that and then I stamped <laughs> that on, on my tests or whatever I needed to get oh, signed. Um maybe, maybe, maybe too smart. Maybe, maybe I should have been, maybe I was dumb. Like maybe I should have just studied harder instead of having to do that. But um, anyway, so it's, you know, some fun entrepreneurial looking for hacks and ways out uh, early on, I guess in my life, but still, you know, they always taught me, I could do anything I believe that I can, even though they're not entrepreneurs. um, You know, my, I have two older, two sisters, one older, one younger, and we're all three doing very different things. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that they didn't push us that you have to go off and do X. Yeah. Um, so that was, and it's like still the, I have a 10 year old son. The same thing I try to give to him is hey, you don't have to be an entrepreneur. Go
0: mm-hmm.
1: be an artist, be a singer, be a, move to Australia, like whatever. Go do it.
0: Do it. Australia's it's <laughs> Australia is great. Especially Australia. Australia. It's the, the land <laughs> down under, it's the best here except the weather's hot (laughs) most of the time. But for you, Evan, I'm curious to know this, this topic of belief and Mm. believing in oneself, how can someone, or what are the the strategies that someone needs to implement in their own Mm. life to
1: actually start believing in themselves? There's two things I would do. The first is whatever helps you feel that from an external source, have more of that in your life. So, if watching my videos does it for you, great. There's, I have, you know, six videos a day going up on my channels. There's something for you every day. If wow. listening to Jay, like how many episodes of the show do you have?
0: I have a total of 100 and this will be 113th episode that I, where I recorded and I've released only 28 of them. <laughs> Why? Um,
1: I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. So um, we need to fix that. Yeah. But there's 28 at least that are out. So you know, go back and listen to the other 28, right? So like when you find something that helps you feel the thing that you want, surround yourself with it more. Like the fastest way to learn Japanese is to go to Japan. Mm. So be around it more. I, this is a podcast, but if anybody's watching video, I have my office. And the first thing Jay said was, man, I love your office. Well, it's set up with intent. Like everything in here means something to me. It may not mean something to you or people watching, but it means something that's been designed carefully. Even what I wear is designed carefully with the intent of making me believe more in myself. So mm. what is the thing that helps you believe what external sources and then put that into your morning routine instead of hoping that it happens? Mm. The next thing is an action, which is you have to do the thing that you're afraid to do, even mm. micro steps. Before we even recorded this, we talked about how I'm on a trampoline and I'm on I'm a stand-up desk. And you said, I, I want to do that, you know, one day I'll I'll do that, right? Like I want to eliminate one day from my vocabulary. Hmm. If that was me and I said that, today I would go off and buy a stand-up desk or hmm. just move my computer and go to a, a cabinet and just start working from it. Yeah. And and find a trampoline whether it's from my homies, from my friends, my mom, in the garage set it up on the treadmill, like anything just to start teaching yourself. I come up with ideas. My ideas are genius and I'm going to do something about them. That starts building the belief because Mm. the more that you, and not just you, Jay and you, everybody, the Mm. more that you say, you're going to do something and then don't do it or say, it's going to happen someday, right? Like 28 episodes versus 113. In that, yeah, it means everything is slowed down. Mm. Not just the podcast release. It in it, listening to that, it tells me you're too much of a perfectionist, and it's actually preventing your growth. <laughs> you're working hard. You're willing to wake up at six in the morning or whatever. Get ready. Talk to some guy from Canada. You know, like I wouldn't do that. You're really to do, but then not release the episodes enough. Like so, in in deconstructing that, uh, mm. it's lifting the foot off the brake to actually allow yourself to build the momentum and move forward like you should. And everybody has some version of that in their life. I was actually having a
0: conversation. It's funny you should say that. I was having a conversation with someone the other day about how many episodes I've actually recorded and how many I've actually released. And they're like, that needs to change. And I'm just like, okay, how am I going to do it? So the, yesterday I spent pretty much the whole day in actually editing quite a few And figuring out days that I can actually release multiple episodes. So what I want to do is have two a week at least released. So that way it can sort of generate more momentum and boost up the numbers and and create a bigger audience. Because I've got some amazing guests on there. Like yourself, you're coming on, you're, you're giving me your time and you're sharing your story.
1: And I've got many others too. So I want to be able to release it. It's just Okay, so, so break it down. What's the, what's the voice in your head that's preventing you from releasing it? What, what are you telling yourself? It's not perfect. It's not edited. I don't want to release. The audio quality is poor. What? Too many cuts? What are you doing?
0: It's mainly the editing part. It's very tedious, very time-consuming. And I, I don't know if you know this, but I'm actually studying a double degree in university. So I'm, I've
1: got two jobs. I'm not trying to make like excuses. No, no, okay, but why not release this as is? Hey, Evan Carmichael, here's the bio. Boom, boom, boom. We get into it. Great.
0: So no, nothing else. Just as is. Okay. Well, why not? Like why, why is that not an option for you? I like doing the, uh, the introduction and then having like the music attached to it, making it professional, if that makes sense.
1: So for people who are listening to this podcast, they're not listening to it for the music and for the introduction. Hmm. The content. If you were a, if you were a, uh, a musician, like it better have good music. Yeah. <laughs> if you were, if you are a, a, a podcast, like you're going to promote podcasting as a service, you better have a kick-ass podcast. Mm. People are coming to you. Like this is where people get held up production quality. What does that mean mm. for a show like this? The production quality is the quality of the conversation. Mm. And that, then all you have to do is ask great questions, be genuinely curious about the people who you're bringing up, which you're already doing, which is great. And, and to your credit, what's awesome about this, I've been on, so Thursday is my public facing day. I've been on podcasts and shows all day long. Mm. Um, what you're great at is being willing to share what you're going through mm. and making it personal as opposed to just asking questions that you think the audience will care about. You're willing to show, you're unboxing your own story a little bit in yeah. every episode that you do. Yeah, which is unique and it's cool and it's different and it brings out, this is a very different episode than I've done for anybody else today. You're getting unique content. Oh, cool. <laughs> that other people aren't getting, that's right? That's awesome. <laughs> but, but, but that because of you, because of how you showed up and the questions you're asking and the energy that you're giving up, you're getting a unique episode. But mm-hmm. it's going to sit on the editing table for six months and never see the light of the day. Like, that's what people are listening. It's fine. And listen, every, we're, we're kind of poking at this, but everybody's got this something, yeah, yeah. this version in their own life, right? Yeah. So, uh, why are good people going to listen to this show is because of the quality conversations that you can come out with. Mm. And so it doesn't mean you disrespect the editing and disrespect the music and the intro and all that stuff. It's just not where you should be spending most of your time. Mm. If you, if you did more of these, like if you just took this and posted it and show notes and whatever title, it something and thumbnail, like you spend 20 minutes and just post it. Mm. And then that allowed you to three times how many interviews you were doing, you mm. would get even better at interviewing people. Mm. You'd ask even better questions. You'd have an even more engaged audience. You're right. And you're spending like how much time does it take you to edit an interview? About forty five to an hour. about. So you're spending just as much time on the interview as you are editing it afterwards.
0: Yes. Yeah. Then you got to do the show notes, come up with titles, do the graphics all that stuff uh, actually schedule it uh, to be posted all that stuff. So it's time consuming in a way. So all up, I'd be spending about I think two to three hours of a day actually editing one episode. So Mm -hmm. if I was to break that down, if I was to do two episodes, it'd be six hours thereabouts. And then I've got to focus on
1: like my uni work plus. Yeah. Here's the thing. You look at, you look at two episodes and you say, and you, in your head, you're saying six hours, like, Oh my I don't want to even do that. I don't <laughs> have six hours. And then nothing happens. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. At me, this time, me though, like for my, my mentality and my headspace is I'm a man of my word. So if I tell myself that I am going to do something, I write it down. So I've got, I've got a book here that I write down like all my goals and like things like that. Everyone can mm-hmm. see. So yeah. I write down all my goals for the day and then I tick it off or I highlight it just to make sure, make sure that I've actually got it done. And I schedule time in between every single day to actually work towards getting it done. Yeah. So that's, that's never been an issue for me in terms of that. It's just sometimes the
1: stress aspect comes in and it's like, I get it, dude, listen, uh, following through on what you say you're going to do is massively important and will guide you. If you learn that now, I mean, that's, that, you'll set that up for the rest of your life. Mm. But You have to be very careful what you say you're going to do.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: So I would much rather you double your output of actually talking to people, having great interviews Mm -hmm. with zero editing to get to the point where then your podcast is making money so you can hire an editor. It's not disrespect Mm -hmm. editing and music forever. It's recognizing that quality content right now is not in the music and the editing. It's in the questions you ask and you want to be training the right skill. Mm. I see this in YouTube a lot where people spend 20 minutes making a video and then four hours editing it.
0: Mm.
1: You're training the wrong skill. Yeah. If you wanted to be an editor and you love it, great. You're, then you're training the right skill, but you're spending all this time on the wrong skill that you never want to get great at. Yeah. And not training the thing that you actually have real interest, passion, and talent in. Like you're winning mm. because you're you're naturally good at it, but you're barely honing that skill. You're not spending enough time yeah. on it. You're right, hundred percent, man. I need this. <laughs> I, I know. That's why I we said this. it. But yeah. so, it's great. so release, like release this. Your your next from twenty eight to one thirteen should just be up. Mm. Just post a little bit of show notes a little bit of a title and a picture. Awesome. And then spend your time on booking great guests and trying to have great
0: conversations. That's good, man. I've got some amazing ones coming up too that I've actually scheduled and I'm like really excited to speak to them. And, but then it's that releasing part. So I appreciate you saying that, all man, like it's giving Just me get it up, to out, man. So I want to ask you a few more questions because I, I am mindful of your time. This one I've asked to only a few people before. Cause it is a very tricky question. There's a lot to unpack with it, but what was the first lesson that you learned when you earned
1: your first million dollars? Um, I mean, when I, when I sold my company, I just, I didn't know what I wanted to do next, dude. I mean, I, I stayed, I stayed here. I stayed back. My two partners went to, California is a part of the deal. I stayed in Toronto. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I guess what I learned was I wanted, I wanted more, I wanted meaning. Mm. I wanted to wake up and feel like I had something to go to and the work I did mattered.
0: Mm.
1: And I, and I went from working every single day all day long on this business and then poof, it was gone and whatever. I'm I'm not complaining, but, uh, I still had the very real task of, okay, what am I going to do now? Mm right? Like if your podcast was gone, everything got shut down, like, oh, okay, great. My podcast just got bought by Joe Rogan for a million bucks. And now I'm, but he says I can never podcast the rest of my life. Like, okay, great. So now, now what do I do? Right. So, but you want purpose and you want meaning. And and maybe, maybe you stay in university, maybe you drop out of university. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But what do you do now? You know, it's so that's a, and whether you have money or not, That's a very real question. And one that uh, I think everybody should be asking, like, how can you be of service? How can you feel like your life has meaning by serving other people? What does that look like for you? Mm.
0: That's a good, that's a good answer, man. I I don't think I've ever thought of it like that. When you you think about earning a million dollars, the purpose aspect, like why is this meaningful in my own life right now? Like I think it's just, okay, I've earned
1: a million dollars. What's next kind of thing. It's yeah, I think, I think people have um, two sets of problems. There's, there's money problems, mm. paying the rent, paying university, paying the internet, paying for uh, editor, paying for gas, whatever money problems. And then there's life problems,
0: mm.
1: purpose, love, health, relationships, right? Like having a million bucks doesn't, doesn't make you feel any less less sad that your mom died.
0: Mm.
1: That's right. Right. There's still That's still life problems. Yeah. So, so many people are focused just on their money problems, which is great. And it does solve it. Great. Like, yes, I, I'm not, I, I was making 300 bucks a month and I, I couldn't afford to go to McDonald's for a full meal. Right. I don't mm. have to worry about that anymore. I'm grateful that those problems don't exist, mm. but there's still life problems. Yeah. In a lot of cases, the life problems are, are, if you think about the biggest problems that you've had, it's not usually a financial one. It's like the loss of something like my, a breakup. Um, I have no worth. I have no meaning. I have, my parents are gone. Or like some that those are life problems that that everybody faces, whether you have money or not. Mm. So it's worthwhile asking the question because solving those problems can actually help you make money. There's a lot of ways to make money. Why not make money doing something purposeful instead of making money just to make money? That's right.
0: Yeah. It's good, man. My last question for you is I want to give you a chance because you've written a new book called build to serve. I want to give you an opportunity to to share why you actually decided to write this book in the first place.
1: What's it about and why should people actually buy it? Cool. And, and let me tell you, Jay, it's been fun watching the sunrise kind of come up over the course oh, yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. Like you got the, you got a window open behind you and it was, yes. it was dark and now it's, it's slowly getting, yeah, it's nice. It's like the sun is rising and our conversation is beautiful. Love I love it. It's really Very poetic. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's almost cool. Like if you switch the angle and you're in front of the, if you do this again, then you're like in front of the window Yeah, yeah. and then, and then you're dark. And then over the course, you just get lighter and lighter and lighter. Anyway, um, Good idea. How weird brain works, but built to serve the idea is you're built to serve. Humans are built to serve. If you're not happy, it's cause you're not serving. Um, some people want to serve the world. You know, you and I have a big mission, a big message. You want to help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And some people are built to serve the 25, you know, so closest people to them, not a big mission, but still built to serve. So um, it's actually hardwired into us serving others. It had functional MRIs on people's brains and serving others hits the same part of your brain as having food and having sex, mm. uh, which are also both pretty important as humans. Wow. Yep. Uh, so it's like, it's, it's, it's that level of importance. So if you're not, you know, if you're not eating, you know, if you're not eating, you're not happy. If you're not having any sex, you're not happy. And if you're not having, if you're not serving others, you're not happy. Right. So it's that level. So if you're not, if you're not, Um, happy, chances are it's because you're not serving. Mm. Um, And so what the book walks through is one, just understanding that, and that's already eye opening. Even just asking the question, how can I serve others more creates a lot of opportunities because you weren't even thinking about that question before. And not you, Jay, but you, you know, audience. Mm. Um, But then how do you serve? Whom do you serve? How do you turn that into a business so that you're not only doing this thing on the weekends and evenings and you have some job that you hate? you know, during the day, how can you turn this into a full-time thing? So you have success to your very first question Mm. in whatever definition that means for you. And you can build a team and serve even more people. So that's, um, that's what we cover in the book. And where can people buy the book? Uh, if you want the, the signed copy with a bunch of bonuses, you can get it from my website, com. Otherwise you can get it um, just from
0: Amazon. Awesome. I'll make sure it's all in the show notes below. Evan, I really appreciate your time. I know we've run out of time. I wish I could talk to you for ages. There's so many more questions for you, but I really appreciate you, man. You've been very helpful, giving me a lot to think about. So there's a lot of value in this conversation right now. And one day I hope to meet you. So thank you so much for coming on Storybox. I love it. Don't spend too much time on my show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and when is this episode coming out, Jay? I will endeavor to put it out next week on Friday. So this is going to be episode number twenty-nine, number thirty. What? This will be episode number, I believe, thirty-two. We'll aim for thirty-two. Thirty. Oh, I want it in your book, in my
1: book. Okay. Yeah. You got to write it down. Right. I'll write it down now. If it gets written down, it gets done. Because Jay's a man of his word. He's writing it down. That's good, man. Even if there's no editing, I want no music on mine. No editing. Crappy show notes. I'll do
0: you one better. I'll put music in there for you, and I'll put good show notes because you, you provided a lot of
1: value today. So I'll do you a solid. <laughs> I amazing. don't. I don't care. I, I. just want it up. Right. Pick a good title because people want to click on that. But almost <laughs> everything else, I don't even care if you mention my book or not. Right. I just want it up. Right. I want mine to be the least, least pro- no editing. I want mine to be the least produced that you've done, and make it a new template. Okay. Uh, yeah. No editing, no intro, no music, crappy show notes. The show notes can be, I love Evan. Go check out his book or whatever. And, and just spend like eight minutes on a good title. Cause that's gonna, that's gonna, that's gonna help you get some more clicks on it. And then post that's it.
0: So what should our title be today, Evan? Should we say, what did you learn from it? Oh, uh, write stuff down. <laughs>
1: believe, believe in, believe and do. Great.
0: Believe and do. That's a
1: good one. Believe and do with Evan Carmichael post. Dude, if you start operating this quickly on all your episodes, there it is. There, there it is. is. He showing for those, for the audio listeners, he just held up his notebook and he's got it done. Everyone can see it's proof in the pudding.
0: I'll actually get it done. And I'm a man of my word. So yeah. yeah but here's the thing. Wow. Don't go
1: here. Like, I want this to be the template for you. Don't go and spend four hours editing this episode. Mm. because you said you were going to get it done and now you're having sleepless nights and follow me on and university work and all this other stuff, right? Like yep. quick and dirty, get it up. This episode is more than good enough. Oh yeah. And then use it as a template for your future ones so that you can start cranking these out super quick. Awesome, man. Awesome. Love it.
0: Absolutely love it. Well, Evan, go, it to go. I know we've gone over time, so appreciate you, man. You've it was worth it though, right? 100%, man. 100%. All right. Good. Yeah. Dude. We'll speak soon, okay? We'll keep in touch. Appreciate you. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of the Storybox podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, you can do so now over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify just by searching up the Storybox. And if you got something out of this week's episode, please leave a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts and share it around with your friends and family. Let's start changing people's lives through powerful stories. You can also connect with the Storybox on social media for updates or to send a, a nice message via Instagram and Facebook just by searching up the Storybox. It's that easy. Until we dive next week back into the Storybox, I'm Jay Phantom and don't forget to share your story around. I'll catch you then.